another episode of Oh, I'm Stoked podcast with your host, Caitlin. I am very excited to share some news with you guys. I am engaged. So my boyfriend, Logan, who was featured on the last episode, we had talked about college and just our college experience. Um, he proposed on Wednesday, the 9th of September. Um, that was the day we had met each other two years ago, and I want to tell you guys all about the proposal, as well as some fall quotes just to inspire you guys for the change of this season. And we're also keeping with the theme, going to be talking about changing your brand and how you can seamlessly do that and how you should know when you need to update your branding in your shop um, based on just a few things. So I'm so excited for this episode, and I hope you guys are too. So let's get into it. Okay, so to start with our proposal story, on Wednesday the 9th, he had mentioned a week um, before that he wanted to take me to dinner. And I was like, okay, like that's a little weird. Like, I mean, it's totally normal that we would go celebrate something like this, but he did say to dress cute and it would be like semi-formal. So um, just, and it's somewhere we've been wanting to go for a long time. So I was like, oh, all right. Like, and I, I know he's a really sentimental guy. So I figured he might propose on that day, but I kept my hopes really, really, really low because I didn't know if it was going to be um, maybe later in September um, or November. Um, I told him I didn't want October because uh, personally, I just don't love the month of October. Um, I know that it is really exciting because it's fall, but it's just, you know, Halloween and it's, it's a spooky month. So it's not for me, <laughs> but I, um, so I was really waiting in anticipation all week. We had Monday off, I think for Labor Day, right? Oh, I forgot that they can't see, but Logan's here. I just looked over at him. And um, I think we had Monday off. And so it was a short week. Um, and so when Wednesday came around, we did. Okay. Um, when Wednesday came around, I was super excited. I was just like, you know, trying my best to focus at work. And then um, he said, okay, I am off work. I'm going to come pick you up. And so I had straightened my hair on my lunch break, actually, because I was like, I know that like my hair should be cute. And um, earlier on, on Monday, I think my mom helped me pick out a dress just because I wanted to be prepared. Um, so I picked this really pretty white dress with florals on it that I got from Abercrombie and & Fitch and some sandals and I had previously gotten my nails done um, of like I think the weekend before because I knew that it could be basically any time now because he we had already gone back to California for my him to ask my dad's blessing and that went really well so um, I knew it was just a matter of time but I did um, not want to you know um, get my hopes too high and then ruin the, the night for myself so um, he came to our house or not our house my house um or my apartment and he had flowers and he was dressed so cute he had um khaki pants on with a blue button down short sleeve and he just looked so cute he was wearing an apple watch um like you know 
whatever they're called, like band that I really liked. And, um, I knew that I was just like, Oh, he looks really cute. So I don't know. And, um, then I finished getting ready. I fixed my makeup a little bit more and we headed out. And right before we headed out, he grabbed my eye mask that I use, or I was using before I got blackout curtains on my bed. And he goes, Oh, you're going to need this mask as well. Cause I just grabbed my face mask, um, because of COVID. And, um, so we got in the car and he's like, you don't have to put it on right now but when we get to the um like almost to the restaurant like I'm gonna have you put it on so I was like okay <laughs> so we were about 12 minutes away and he goes okay put your eye mask on and I was like okay and um what was funny about that eye mask is that it is actually really tight on me so I was worried it was gonna mess up my um eye makeup <laughs> but I don't think it did so that was good and we got there it took a while not a while it definitely more than it felt like more than 12 minutes um because he said he actually got there a tiny bit early so he wanted to drive around a little bit and um I was honestly getting car sick <laughs> I was like babe I was so hungry and I just I thought we were genuinely thought he was going to take me to a restaurant because I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't think he's going to propose. And so he's like, okay, we're here. And he opened my door and he was like, I was like, should I grab my purse? And he said, oh yeah, I guess you can grab your purse. So I did have my purse and all of the pictures, but we, we did Photoshop it out of a few of them. So it was okay. And, um, when we got out of the car, I heard a few of the camera clicks and he, he didn't because he's, just a tiny bit deaf, but, <laughs> um, I, I heard, um, clicks, <laughs> I heard clicks of a camera and I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. I was like, okay. But I had no clue where we were. And I was like, I thought for sure he was going to propose in California because, um, he, we were both from California and I knew that he wanted his family close there and he wanted my family there and it was going to be just a really big day for the both of us. So um, he got me in the spot and he said, okay, take your eye mask off. And he was there on one knee and um, I was just, it's funny because in the video I was just like, oh my gosh, no, like what? No. And it, it's kind of funny because you're it's like the one day you're supposed to be saying yes and I kind of hate myself. <laughs> for saying no like five times before I like obviously said yes um and he had this beautiful um pink velvet ring box that had a k initial on the lid and my ring was sitting in it and it is a gorgeous oval um cut diamond with um rose gold like you know metal and um a halo it's just it's gorgeous and it's like everything i could have asked for and more and um so he said his little speech and i i honestly kind of like i didn't black out but you know when you just kind of like space out out of excitement so thankfully i think he got it on video so i can hear a little bit of it so i can remember that but um and after he proposed, he actually had a photographer there from um, Grand Canyon University and two of our best friends um, because we were at their proposal. So that was just a really sweet moment to have them there. And we got a bunch of pictures. Um, he proposed at Papago Lake um, in Arizona, and it was honestly the perfect setting. There was a really pretty rock that's called Hole in the Rock um, in the background and a little, um, I'm pretty sure it's probably a man-made lake, but a lake behind us with some palm trees and it was gorgeous it was just like the perfect setting and I had told him that 
I didn't want anything extravagant. I didn't want balloons. I didn't want a big sign. I didn't want, you know, my family there holding up, will you marry me signs, you know, like I just wanted it to be really intimate, just us, because ultimately like, you know, we're going to be going into this marriage and it's going to be us. And yes, we're going to have the support of our families, but I wanted it to be a moment that we could remember forever. So that was really special to me that he just, you know, made it a moment that, you know, we're going to re- always remember. So afterwards, we obviously took more pictures. We got some really great photos. Um, you can go on my personal Instagram um, at Caitlin E. McDonald if you want to see some of those. But um, he, we went to Oregano's, which I'm pretty sure it's not only in Arizona, but um, if you're an Arizona local, you probably know what it is. It's kind of like Olive Garden, but a tiny, some people say it's a tiny bit fancier, but it's definitely a more um, eclectic version of Um, garden. It's got a lot of cool um, memorabilia hanging from the ceiling and things like that. And and I called my mom like right after the proposal and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk to you. And um, did you see the pictures? Did you see the pictures? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll let you guys go. I know you're going to dinner and um, I'll talk to you later. And so Logan didn't call his parents and I was like, don't you want to call your parents? And, and he was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll call them when we sit down. And so when we opened up the doors, um, both of our families were there. They came all the way out to Arizona and I was so surprised. I was seriously so surprised. And, um, I was so excited because our families hadn't met each other yet. So that was like a big, um, kind of a big moment. (laughs) And I'm glad I wasn't there to have to like introduce them because, you know, then you got to wait for them to like talk to each other and your fingers are crossed. You're like, oh my gosh, I hope no one says anything stupid. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But you know, so I'm really happy that it seemed like they got along really well and they both were so happy for us. Like everybody was so happy. Our siblings were there. Um, my mom had flowers for me and a big like engagement gift for us. And she gave me like a engagement book, like a wedding planning book and some, um, this really cool thrifties ice cream scoop that my dad picked out. Um, which I don't know how old my audience is, but <laughs> if you go to thrifties, you know that their ice cream scoop is um, really special. So it um, makes these cool like cylinder looking scoops. So that was really cool. And yeah, we just enjoyed the rest of our night and it was hard going back to work on Thursday, not seeing him because I work from home and he goes to the office, but um, we did have a great weekend just hanging out and enjoying each other's company. Our families went home and yeah now we are kind of already in the full wedding planning mode so I might do a little um just episode on what I've learned while wedding planning or budgeting hacks and things like that so that is our proposal story and I am so happy that we're engaged now and I'm so excited to start this next season in life and I just thought it was perfect kind of at the perfect timing because we are moving into September we are transitioning from summer into a new season and it's just kind of beautiful how that happened and how we can celebrate um, just this change in our lives as well as the change in seasons and I've always loved September. I think that um, I think back in school when we would go back to school I would always be so excited because it would start to cool off in September. The mornings would be a little bit chillier and um, you know you well back before I came went to (laughs) GCU obviously and um, yeah it's just a great month so 
I did pick out a few September quotes from Pinterest that I wanted to read to you guys. So here we go. This one's by McKenna Clean. It says, I am such an autumn person. Give me a quiet, cozy spot with a simple view of gorgeous trees with colorful leaves on a crisp September day. Fuzzy socks, a warm drink, and a good book, and I will be in all my glory. And I think that is just so sweet. It is just such a great way to sum up the season. And there was another one that doesn't have um, the author, but it says, Ah, September, you are the doorway to the season that awakens my soul. And I just thought that was really sweet, um, especially because I know September is just can kind of be a season of rebirth and like people can start over as the season starts over. And it's a way for you to turn the page, you know, the summer, the hot summer is over. You can sometimes set new goals for yourself or, you know, start, um, you get to change your wardrobe, which is super exciting. You get to start, you know, wearing sweaters and jeans more often. So I really love fall and I'm really excited for all the fun um, activities that come with fall. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about branding and how you should brand your store or more likely how you should rebrand your store. So I had Sunny Scrunchie on Instagram um, comment on one of my posts and she said, so far your podcast has been amazing and you've given so many helpful tips for small business owners. I was wondering if you could do an episode about branding, photography, and making your feed align well with your brand. It's something we've been struggling with and would love some tips. So to answer her question, I thought that I would make this episode kind of a little bit about that. I think I'm going to focus more on branding your small business instead of any Instagram tips or Instagram photography. I could do a whole nother episode on that and I definitely need to save a few episode ideas. So today I thought I would break it down into, I think I've got five easy steps to, um, brand your small business. So I will tell you a little bit about my personal branding journey with my business, um, Desert Willow Studio. So I started off at calling it Caitlin Elizabeth Co. And that was a mouthful, <laughs> first of all. And I did have some pretty colors. I picked, you know, um, a pink and a yellow. And I had also like um, a, an amber red and like um, an egg, like a, you know, a, a blue jay, you know, blue. And they were really pretty. I thought that they um, complemented each other really well. And, um, but then once I kind of, you know, took my business a little bit more seriously, I knew that I kind of just wanted something more simple, more cohesive, and something that is going to help define my brand really well. So I decided to change my shop name to Desert Willow Studio um, because I thought that that sounded really elegant, it sounded really professional, and it also described where my business is based, which is now in Phoenix, Arizona. So I thought that that was just really fitting as well as I changed um, a lot of the colors and the hues of my shop. So I knew that I wanted to make it a little bit more desert centralized, still really bohemian but modern as well 
and I changed um, a few of my taglines. So one of them is styled by the sun, which um, that one I don't use very often like on my physical products or anything like that. But it's something that inspires me while I'm making my product. You know, I, I try to keep that in mind and I'm like, would this product, you know, kind of describe someone um, that's wearing it? You know, are they, could you say, oh my gosh, I love her earrings, you know, and um, does that, does that look like she was styled by the sun? And I just kind of thought that that was sweet because um, there is obviously so much sunshine in the desert. So um, another tagline I use is accessories for the modern boho. So that is, um, in a few ways is also kind of like my more main tagline and that helps describe what my business is so their accessories and who they're for so they are for the modern bohemian woman so i really help think that and adding that to my instagram bio really helps the audience know when they visit my profile like what is my business in a few quick words and i really like that so i really encourage everyone who has a business to you know really identify what their business is and their tagline because that's really going to help fuel your vision for how you're going to brand your business. So the first tip I have for branding is knowing your audience. So this is important and you might not even know who your audience is and you could always use the Instagram insights to look at that. You could see the age, where they are. Um, you can probably, I think you can look at, I don't know if Etsy has any audience, you know, they'll show you where your audience might be coming from, but I don't think they show you the age and things like that. But you, a big part of branding is creating um, a brand for your ideal customer. So that would be like knowing your niche and knowing your target demographic. And um, a really good example of this is um, a woman named Sarah and her Instagram handle is Sarah Erico. Um, I will put her in the show notes so you guys can check her page out. But she, um, her whole business is helping product-based small business owners succeed. So when she started her business, she was selling ring dishes for newly engaged women, and she had first branded her um, shop with blues, and it was still very feminine, but down the road, she realized blue is not really the main theme for um, the wedding niche. She noticed that there was a lot of vendors who focused on pinks and warmer colors and um, things like that, so she was like, oh my gosh, like maybe one reason my brand can't connect very well with my audience is because blue is just not the color that's speaking to them. It's not romantic. It's very, you know, a lot of social media platforms use blue and there's a whole, you know, psychological color theory behind certain colors that marketers use. So um, making sure that you're taking into account the colors that you're using for your brand is huge. So um, I know that she, when she did rebrand, she chose some two or three variants of a pink and that really helped her um, relate better to her customers and to her target demographic. And that is one of the many things she teaches on her page. She has a ton of online courses for small business owners and she gives a lot of great free resources on her Instagram as well. So I have always loved following her and learning from her. 
She is just a wealth full of knowledge. So I definitely suggest that you guys check her out. But knowing your audience is going to not only help you in branding, but as well as how you're going to promote your product, as well as how you're going to pick your products. So like, is your um, next product going to be a keychain? Like, it, do you have a bunch of moms maybe that love keychains? Or should you be on TikTok? Is your target audience on TikTok? So knowing those things is really going to help you um, be able to better define your brand. So um, personally for me, I know that looking at my competitors, I saw that all of them are very, you know, everyone's going to have that very boho feel as um, macrame does naturally have. But I was like, how could I, how could I make myself stand out from these other um, small business owners who might be selling macrame? A lot of them just focus on the product itself, but I wanted to create a brand that encompasses a, a encompasses encompasses. How do I say that? <laughs> encompasses um, a lot more. So um, I wanted to create a space that supports women as well as small business owners, as well as just you know um, young women in general, encouraging them. So having those pinks, and I also chose um, kind of like a brown. It's kind of a toasty brown. Um, really just helped me better define my audience and my brand. So the next tip I have, tip number two, is to start small. So looking at your small business, you might think when a rebrand needs to happen is you need to change everything about your business. So you need to change the name, you need to change the um, your colors, your messaging, your fonts, and everything like that, but that might not necessarily be true. You might only need to change your your name, your shop name, or you might only need to change your logo or things like that. You might have a perfectly stable brand, but you might just need to make a few tweaks. So um, you could always have, you know, if you have some small business buddies that you talk to um, or some other you know, women or small business owners in your community, you could always ask them like, hey, could you look at my page and give me a few tips or what do you think I should change or how do you think I could improve? And maybe that will help, you know, help you start um, your brand refresh. So you, a great place to always start is with your mission statement or your tagline. So I did talk a little bit about this just with my personal tagline. Your tagline, um, your mission statement, first of all, could could talk about like how you want to help others through your shop. So that might be like, you know, I kind of see my mission statement as like accessories for the modern boho, even though that's not necessarily saying like, I pledge to donate blank to blank. Like if, if you have that initiative behind your shop, you can totally create a whole little paragraph that talks about the mission behind your brand. But I like to just kind of use that as, um, what my business does and then i like to think that my tagline is styled by the sun because if i were to have like maybe professional business cards or things like that like that would be the little saying that kind of goes along with my shop that um that i can say it's like like with mcdonald's it's like oh i'm loving it well that doesn't say like burgers and fries <laughs> so you know their tagline is like something that 
better describes their brand. So um, another way that you could kind of change up starting small is um, with your colors. So I like to suggest that you use two to three colors. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't have five or six. Um, two to three colors that really define your brand and that you can use on your Instagram feed. So um, I used the, um, there's an app as well as just a browser tab that you can use called Coolers. It's C-O-O-L-O-R-S. And here you can generate a color palette for your business that will help you, um, you know, pick colors. So what's nice about it is you can lock in certain colors that you might know that you want to have, but it'll also help you generate colors around those colors that you've already predetermined. So um, say you want a few complementing colors like a tan or a white or a darker brown you can use this tool to um, help find colors that are going to match the colors that you've already picked out. So um, I suggested it to my boyfriend when he started his business, and I know it really helped him um, kind of just get brainstorming on what ideas he wanted. And as well as Pinterest is a great way to find brand colors, you can look up um, boho color palette or um, ocean color palette or summer color palette, and there's going to be pre-made color palettes that you can use for your business. So probably one of the biggest things that people take into consideration when doing um, a brand refresh is a logo. And I know that this can be very difficult to do on your own, especially if you don't have the funds to outsource. Um, I know that wasn't um, my situation, I couldn't spend, you know, two to three, maybe $500 to get a brand professional to do all my branding. Um, so I actually, uh, you know, I did take a few tries for me to finally settle on the perfect logo that I loved. Um, so I actually used Canva. I definitely think that you don't need to have Photoshop skills to make a great um, logo. Um, I looked on, you know, just on Instagram, I looked at logos that I like. What did I like about them? Are they simple? Do they have the shop's name in them? Do they have, is it just an image? Is it what about it makes it stand out to me and how do I know that that is that store's brand or logo? So when I went to create my logo, I said, okay, I know that I want it to be a symbol that when somebody looks at it, they go, oh, that's Desert Willow Studio. Like I, I know that or like it takes them two seconds to realize that because I, and I want it to stay consistent throughout my branding. So I started off with um, a sunbeam because I knew that that is going to really help describe, you know, my brand. It's, um, it's like, you know, the desert, there's lots of sunshine and it looked really beautiful on Canva. So I used my brand colors and I at first just had the sun symbol as my logo. And that, of course, would have worked. You know, that sometimes works for people. But what I think really helped emphasize my brand was I added a DW on top of it. And so now when people look at my logo, they go, oh, Desert Willow, that DW in the sun really helps them trigger that, oh, this is Desert Willow Studios um, story, or this is her profile, or oh, I, I know that, you know. So you want to create something that is really simple, really easy to read, as well as 
um, it really complements your brand because if you decide to use that on packaging, on letterheads, on um, little business cards, it's something that should be easy, easily transferable to several different platforms. I also have a larger version of my logo that says Desert Willow and there's a line and underneath it says um, styled by the sun and there's a sun behind it or on top of it or something like that. And that would be really useful for the front of business cards or maybe um, as an email signature. It's just, you know, a more professional, fuller version of my logo, not just that little circle emblem. So um, those are just a few small places to start when you are looking to change up your brand. Um, so don't get overwhelmed. I would just focus on one thing at a time and, um, you know, just maybe try that out for a week and see if you like it. Don't feel like you have to commit to something right away. But I also suggest that you don't change your branding more than once or twice. Um, there is a user on TikTok. I don't know what his handle is, but he reviews big businesses rebrands. And I really like to see how they've evolved over the years. And one thing that's common with all of them is they get simpler and simpler over the years. So it might start out with a really intricate logo, um, like for um, I think he did Mercedes and like all these other, you know, car brands and like over the years, like they just got more simple and almost more um, flat. I think that's like 2D, right? Or in 3D is like off the page. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking my, my fiance, not my, boy, my boyfriend. And um, so I think another thing is that, you know, I did mention that your logo needs to be easily transferable. So it looks good on a website. It looks good on, you know, your product, on stickers, on paper. So just keep that in mind. Um, so I'm going to say your fourth tip when branding is to utilize user-generated content. So if you are lucky enough to get people who actually post pictures on Instagram um, with your product, use those on your feed. I think this is so great. I have a handful of girls who have posted pictures in their earrings of their car hangings hanging in their car, and I love to use those on my feed where I can. I think that it's almost like a testimonial for you. So if you can use that content on your feed, I think it is a great way to kind of stand out as well as share, you know, your product in a unique way. I know that there are a lot of big brands who do this, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch does it. They'll, um, if you tag them with like ANF styled, they will use your content. Target does it, um, uh, like, uh, what is it? American Eagle does it, you know, just all of those shops really like user generated content because first of all, it's free. <laughs> they don't have to go out and style models and take photos and, you know, set up a wardrobe. It's literally people are advertising for them for free. So if you have a lot of photos um, of, you know, girls using your product, um, message them and be like, hey, would you mind sending me the raw image so I can use my preset on it and post it on my story? I would definitely always get permission. I, I never really post anything about from my um, customers without their permission, of course. And I think that it's just a great way to, you know, showcase your hard work and uh, as well as your gorgeous customers. So lastly, to wrap this up, number five, 
is to test your concepts first. So before you dive into a whole brand refresh or before you decide to you know, change all your colors, you could always run it by your followers first. So be like, hey guys, like, do you think that, like, what name do you guys like best? Or what colors do you guys like best? Or um, what font speaks best? the most to you, you know, you can really make it an interactive experience for them because if you already have a big following, like say you have 2000 followers or 10,000 followers and you decide to do a brand refresh, that can be a little difficult because they're already so familiar with your brand. They already, you know, know you as, um, this girl who has, um, boats, I don't know, first thing that came to mind (laughs) Um, as um, her theme. And all of a sudden, if you change to flowers, they're going to be like, who is this again? You know, they might forget. So if you make it more of a a gradual shift and more of an interactive shift, that might really help them remember your brand a little bit more. So that's not a necessity. You don't have to absolutely, you don't have to run anything by your audience if you don't want to. It's your brand, it's your business, but um, that is just, you know, a little suggestion. Um, If you just need minor tweaks, you know, just change your um, fonts that you use and you don't have to tell anybody. You can just, you know, gradually um, start if you do text posts on your Instagram, make them all the same font and use your brand colors. And I think that tweaking things in a little way will eventually make your brand look more professional, more consistent, and ultimately that's really going to help you um, just come across as a more put together brand as a whole. Um, You don't always need to change your whole shop name. You know, you don't always have to change everything about your brand, but making little tweaks can really make the difference. And lastly, um, let your brand reflect your personality. You know, it doesn't always have to like the, Oh, I'm stoked podcast. Um, branding is blue is a little bit out of my comfort zone. Like I always, um, gravitate more towards pinks and lighter colors, more fall colors. And I really wanted to make the podcast branding really different from my shop branding because I wanted to, um, them to really contrast each other. So I really think, you know, if you want to push yourself and uh, go out of your comfort zone, you can definitely, um, you know, make your branding something completely different, but make sure that you just, you stay consistent no matter what. I think, um, you know, if you want to create a brand guide for yourself, if you ever decide to maybe hire some help, or if you're lucky enough to, you know, maybe get to hire somebody to do your branding, having a small brand guide would be really helpful um, to pass that off to somebody to utilize um, if they ever decide to um, maybe take over your shop, if you ever sell your shop, if you're in that position. So yeah, those are just a few tips for branding your small business. Sorry, I'm a little winded. I've been talking for about 30 minutes by myself, but um, I think that branding is so exciting. It's something I'm so passionate about, and I'm actually working on an Instagram branding audit right now for um, a family member, and I'm really excited to just, you know, deliver that to her. I think if you guys have any branding questions, feel free to message me on either my shop Instagram, which is at Desert Willow Studio, or you can message me on the podcast Instagram, which is at 
oh i'm stoked podcast um and if you're thinking about rebranding and if this is something that you've been thinking about doing for a really long time like go ahead and do it like if you're just not happy with the way that your feed looks or the way that your packaging looks or the way that um your little thank you cards look like just go ahead and try something new i think that life is too short to be stuck with a brand that you're not happy with so find something that really as marie kondo would say sparks joy and um i think you'll be really surprised with what you can come up with so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope that you guys um got a lot of useful info out of it and stay tuned for next week's episode where i'm going to have a special guest who's another shop owner um who lives in arizona here um be on the podcast and i'm really excited to host her so i hope you guys have a great monday and don't forget to stay stoked bye